This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello, I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe and you'll get our news analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcast too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the leader. London is still in Tier 2, but if you want to see how afraid the city is about plunging into Tier 3, head out to some shopping centres in places like Tower Hamlets and Waltham Forest this weekend. They're among areas getting mobile testing centres, with results promised in 30 minutes. Test while you shop is the promise, and it's not about convenience. A frantic testing surge is taking place as COVID admissions to hospitals hit a peak not seen since May. Our deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil's here. Nicholas, the health secretary himself ordered this action. It's a big undertaking. He's not doing that without a good reason. There's a real risk that London could be put into tier three next week. Cases are rising quite sharply across many boroughs. And so this morning, Matt Hancock announced that there would be 75,000 extra tests done, some starting as soon as this week. This has mainly been targeted at schools, so it's pupils, their families and teachers, because there's a surge of cases, particularly in the northeast of London. Some of these tests will be done in mobile testing units um, in shopping areas, and so you could almost test while you shop and get the results within 30 minutes. Nick, how bad do the COVID infection figures look right now? Well, the the latest figures yesterday, we had 4,144 cases announced yesterday, which is over several days, but that was the figure for yesterday. There are four boroughs which are seeing cases now rise by more than 50% uh, a, a week. That is Harrow, Waltham Forest, Enfield and Haringey. The disease is, is also seeping across the capital with some areas which previously had low infection levels uh, now seeing significant rises, including Southwark, Islington and Lambeth. London has the highest seven-day rate in the country. It reached 191.2 per 100,000 people. Um, and the earlier second wave peak was 200, so it's almost there. Is it inevitable that London will be going into Tier 3? Well, this morning, Professor Kevin Fenton, who's the London Director for Public Health England, told The Standard that the 
current trajectory of the disease is a, quote, worrying one. But he's stressing that we can still change its course if everyone acts to, to basically to, to join the battle against this rise in cases. The ministers are, are very concerned about this surge in cases in the last 10 days or so, but they're also deeply reluctant just before Christmas to put the capital into tier three because it will do huge economic damage, not only to the capital itself, but the fact that London is the economic powerhouse of the country. So if you damage London, you damage the country. And we fill coverage of the story in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Now. Oh, what a lovely looking pair. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Did you talk about me? Well, you said something. How but... dare you! About not being quite satisfied. Get out of my pub! From carrying on with doctors to kicking Pat out the Queen Vic in EastEnders, Dame Barbara Windsor has had more iconic moments than Peggy Mitchell had Lockins. The actor who began her career at 13 years old in 1950 has died aged 83. Tributes have come in from co-stars like Steve McFadden, her on-screen son Phil Mitchell, who said he'll miss her terribly. The Prime Minister said Dame Barbara cheered the world up with her brand of harmless sauciness and innocent scandal. Our theatre critic Nick Curtis is with me. Nick, she really did have an extraordinary career on screen, but also in theatre. Absolutely. Um, uh, She had a life of many acts. She was a star of Cabaret in the 50s, made her film debut in St Trinian's at the age of 17 in 1954. It was a, a very highly fated serious stage actress at uh, Joan Littlewood's Theatre Workshop in Stratford East in the 60s. Um, Carry On Comedian, EastEnders, iconic pub landlady and uh, later on a campaigner uh, to raise awareness about Alzheimer's after she was diagnosed with the disease. So I think a really remarkable life full lived and and woven into the sort of fabric of London as well. Yeah, very much woven into the fabric of London. You could really call her an icon of this city, couldn't you? You could. I think uh, I'm always wary of the word icon, um, which I think gets splashed about a bit too much, but she really was a proper London icon. Born in the East End, you know, her parents had those quintessential East End trades. They were a costermonger and a dressmaker. One of her ancestors was a uh, striker at the Match Girls strike at the Bryant and May factory in the 1880s, which is a pioneering part of sort of labour affairs. And she was given the freedom of the city some years ago and was named the Londoner of the Year by the London Press Club this year, which I think were honours that probably meant as much to her as a damehood in the MBE that she was given. Did you ever cross paths with her, Nick? I met her in 1998 when a playwright called Terry Johnson wrote a play called Cleo Camping, Emmanuel and Dick about the Carry On films. And she agreed to an interview on uh, as long as we sent her a crate of champagne I think beforehand which I thought was a rather dashing touch um, and I went to interview her at her very immaculate muse house in Marylebone where she was amazingly sort of honest and funny and fairly filthy um, that giggle that we heard in the carry on films and in EastEnders and in the other films that people will hopefully now seek out of hers um, was very much in evidence when we spoke um, I thought she was wonderful that giggle is of course legendary as is get out my pub But you just have to look at the longevity of Barbara Windsor and see the tributes that are being paid by her co-stars all the way up to the Prime Minister to see she must have had a huge talent because you simply don't survive that long in show business 
without it. Absolutely. I think part of her sort of sadness in a way, uh, although she didn't really, never really banged on about it that much, was that her sort of, the sort of tabloid details of her life tended to obscure her talent to a certain extent. The fact that she knew the craze, allegedly had affairs with uh, one or possibly two of them, married a bit of a crook, Ronnie Knight, those sort of things, and plus the affair with Sid James, her carry-on co-star, tended to eclipse the fact that she was an amazing comedian and a really, really strong performer. I mean, she performed in... Um, the Thruppany Opera opposite Vanessa Redgrave in the West End in the 1970s and absolutely, I gather, held her own. That was a little bit before my time, but, uh, you know, you don't... You don't get... You don't wing it in a production like that. She definitely had the acting chops. Did she feel, then, that those carry-on movies that were so long ago kind of overshadowed her career throughout. I think, yes, as well as the sort of details of her personal life, the other thing that, that kept her in a pigeonhole for a long period of time were the carry-on films, and particularly the scene where she loses her bra in carry-on camping. Um, when I spoke to her, she, she she said that she just felt that had sort of set her career back ten years or more, and um, she implored me to ask the picture editor not to illustrate the interview with, with a picture of that scene. Um it's a great shame, and, and unfortunately, the the that scene was recycled endlessly on um, TV anthologies of the carry on uh, scenes from the carry on films throughout the seventies. So it was and and into the eighties, I believe. So it was just it was always there, and uh, I think it did stereotype her a bit. And it's a great shame that it did. But uh, EastEnders sort of saved her from that pigeonhole, and uh, we had a, a a huge tranche of 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 watching her really really dominate that soap. I think she's probably one of the most memorable characters ever to appear in it. And next, written about Barbara Windsor in the newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back on Monday. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 